0: Hey everyone! Welcome to the Dear Warren podcast, where we do backseat parenting. We share stories, principles, parables, and lessons, and pass them down to my son, Warren. But most importantly of all, we just try to have fun, and we hope you do too. This week, we are joined by the wonderful Jessica. Say hello, Jess. Hello. Who is over? We just actually finished the podcast. Uh, Jessica is a. How do we describe you, hun? We describe you as a mother, uh, digital marketing strategist. A digital marketing strategist, a martial artist. And what's the quirky one you want to put in? Uh, You found chocolate chips this week. Woohoo! And you are munching down pretzels and chocolate chips. Uh, This this podcast, we were able to go over a variety of topics, uh, especially having to do with, what was it? I think uh, free speech. There was a bit of that. There was uh, the latest update on Warren and how he is doing. um, The latest developments with him. What else did we just really get into?
1: Social media, but Warren.
0: Uh, yes, uh, a, a lot about social media, once again. That's always a topic. It is. Uh, b- but it, it's why some- your friends suck. You <sighs> one. There you go, folks. So, please enjoy, as we present to you, the wonderful Jessica.
1: This is the Dear Warren Podcast.
0: I am here with the wonderful Jessica hello hello again how are you
1: I am doing well how are you
0: I'm doing well as well <laughs> what have uh, you been up to
1: as well as well what, what have I been up to um, I've not been here that's what I guess I've been up to I'm surprised you started with the wonderful I definitely expected to get a a little bit of a heat from you
0: <laughs> I decided I've done that twice in a row I decided to just... It's going to happen, you know, Um, we will say that this was one of the first uh, uh, times when uh, you're away and we got to FaceTime with Mr. Warren and he, this time he recognized it.
1: He did, he did. So I was away on uh, for work and I go away every, you know, couple months or so and In the past and people don't realize you know kids when they're younger they don't know you're really gone per se until they get old enough to realize like hey I'm expecting to see you what's going on so yeah so Warren definitely we FaceTimed and he just kind of looked at me and then started to cry
0: burst into tears
1: he did he did but you know I think we did it one or two more times and he was okay but he's sort of rounding that corner of worldliness
0: and this was, it was also probably tugging on your heartstrings a little more, right?
1: Oh, yeah. It totally stinks to be far away. I, I of course, you know, wish I, I could not travel as much, but uh, it's okay. It's
0: <laughs> as, Hob- as Hobbes makes his presence known on the Hobbes Grater.
1: Hobbes Grater. Did we ever talk about what the Hobbes Grater was? Long
0: time ago. Yeah,
1: but Hobbes has his elevated bed and, yeah, and he shakes. And uh, he literally, like, massage you know they can't scratch much so he just kind of rolls around in the bed and uh makes a lot of noise
0: and not only has warren been recognizing your face on facetime but a lot of other lights have been turning on lately now
1: yeah no warren has he started walking this weekend like really walking not i'm going to cry And sort of walk and cry some more because I don't want to walk and I want you to pick me up. And but no, he's he's going. And uh, he uh, he peed in the potty this morning, like totally a fluke, though. To be honest, everyone's like, "Oh my goodness, you're potty training him at 17 months!" Like, no, we just sat him there to let him like learn what the potty is, which he really thinks is like drums. He plays drums on the potty, going like this. Uh, But he peed, so we had a big pee pee party.
0: Do you know he you put him down on the potty as I was brushing my teeth? And so he was just staring right at me. So basically, <laughs> he just stared me down as I'm brushing my teeth. I didn't know what he was. I, I couldn't see. I didn't have my glasses on. Oh, I didn't. So. Yeah, I
1: had no idea either until we lifted him up. We're like, whoa.
0: I, I just thought, OK, you're just introducing uh, the feeling of what is it? Cheeks to the seat.
1: Right? Yeah. I, I mean, that's really the point was sort of to do, you know, association and for him to understand that potties are in the bathroom and that we use potties and we talk about the potty. But realistically, they don't actually use the potty for a while.
0: We can mark the date. Today is uh, Monday on April 23rd. Yes. So that's uh, the, the first, as you said, it's it's most likely a fluke.
1: Oh, totally a fluke. But I'll take it.
0: But also uh, the last few days, as as you said, actually, wa- but the joke I did before was uh, he walks, but he's not walking. Right. Right. So he
1: peed but he's no he's potty
0: he peed but he's not actually peeing
1: right well <laughs> similarly but I, I feel like we're gonna do what we did accidentally what i did accidentally when uh he first started standing like warren stood fairly you know on time like seven or eight months and we we're like oh it begins so everyone thought he had started walking uh, and uh it, you know we're. i now, warned you about that yeah, caption too you know we're 10 months later and now he just started walking so i don't Uh, And then since we said, you know, told the internets, which means it's true that he Mm. went Mm -hmm. to the potty for the first time. Kid's not going to be truly potty trained until he's like seven.
0: Well, there's a I, I would hope people would be able to differentiate the difference between going to the potty for the first time versus actually potty trained.
1: True. Yeah. No, I would I would think you were right there. But apparently it's a ginormously big deal and takes forever to really to do. I mean, there's training diapers for like four year olds.
0: And well, he's on the track for it. It took, it took him a while. I remember telling you that I had coworkers who started getting concerned just like we did. And I think a lot of parents go through this whenever the, their kid is a little late in, let's say the average for crawling mm-hmm. a little late for the average for cruising, which is walking while holding something. And then obviously with walking, like they, like you would reassure them, the pediatricians reassure us that they go at their own pace. But then, like I said, my coworker would go, well, yeah, but don't you worry?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah. <laughs> but in our case, I feel like our pediatrician gave us quite a few visits of don't worry, don't worry. And then yes. finally she was like, 18 months, we'll check them out. I'm not worried.
0: You had mentioned to me that if things didn't go, you know, a quote, according to schedule, that eventually they would have to go to PT, right? Yeah. Physical therapy?
1: Yeah. So I think that at 18 months, if they're not walking with any level of, I don't know, regularity. Uh, You take them to, I don't know what occupational therapy for babies or baby therapy, because I feel like some kids do have, maybe they have like a hip dysplasia issue that was undiagnosed Mm -hmm. or they have, I heard weak ankles and things, depending upon if they were carried a lot, you know, if they were born their feet never touched the floor for a year, you Mm -hmm. know, you could accidentally stunt their walking growth. So they would do like PT, physical therapy, really for babies.
0: You just remind me of the late, great Lee Ermey. I think I pronounced his name wrong. Uh, the the full metal jacket drill instructor who recently passed. Yes. (laughs) Can you imagine? I imagine baby boot camp.
1: Oh my goodness. Him yelling at Warren. You worthless (laughs) maggot. Why can't you walk? Turn those twinkle toes in, Sergeant!
0: And I like how you give the nice Disney version of (laughs) the insults that he throws around, because uh, I think you had mentioned to me that you had never seen that scene before. I
1: had never. I've seen, I've not seen a lot of movie scenes, Uh to be fair. I'm not really the best witness test, but you showed it to me recently.
0: Yes. It was, uh, I think, uh, either the day of or the day after um, it was, uh, they spread the news that the actor uh, who played that drill sergeant died.
1: (laughs) Now, I hope I got his name right, Lee Ermey or something. Didn't you say that it was mostly, well, he obviously was a drill sergeant mm-hmm. and that it was mostly improvised?
0: Yeah. He was actually brought on as, uh, and you can uh, correct me on this since you've done a, a lot of with theater and acting, he was the person that they uh study or they the role model like there was an actual actor that was supposed to play the drill sergeant and he was supposed to learn from him but he did his job so well that they said uh all right buddy and they fired then they just excused that original actor and they used him
1: wow yeah no i don't know what's that term called uh, i i don't know what the term is called but it's kind of like your your fight coordinator role Mm -hmm. your um, I forget what they call them. It's cool, but yes. we, we will
0: remain Google free. Um, yes, we will. It's definitely not an understudy. Ah, no, there's, there's theater it's like, and and and, and uh, movie. You know, majors just yelling at us right now.
1: It's this, you stupid. You know, well in theater, it's more like you know. But the thing is, they're usually not on set. It's like pre scene work. Yep. It's like pre. It's like character development. Maybe mm-hmm. character development.
0: So um, the what I read about that role is that he impressed the the director. Uh, so much, I think it was Kubrick, I think Full Metal Jacket is a Kubrick movie Uh, by sending in uh, an audition tape of him yelling these insults nonstop for a couple of minutes while being nonstop pelted by uh, tennis balls like people just kept throwing tennis balls at him and he just kept going and didn't break character
1: really yep. i want to see that video is that video available i don't i
0: don't know if that's video available that's th- those are the that's the urban legend around legend. that specific role but uh another part of it and this is the rated e part uh, for explicit <laughs> was that uh, there's a specific part where he um, says the line he goes i bet you don't even have the goddamn common courtesy to fuck a man in the ass and then give him a goddamn reach around and so it <laughs> your expression is awesome
1: why why does why, why my podcast get the reach around reference jeez but
0: then but then the director i think hubert or whoever was the director at the time had yelled cut and he was like oh i'm sorry was it was, was something wrong and he goes no no no. everything's all right what's a reach around <laughs> he had to explain it to him and he goes, "Oh, okay, proceed." Oh geez. <laughs> so, that's a legendary scene, everyone can watch the. It's on YouTube. It's the it's the uh, PT or introductory scene with the drill sergeant it's from the Full Metal Jacket. It's the beginning of the movie yes. too, right? You don't it's, have to watch the rest right, of the movie. It's right in the beginning. You can just watch that and pretty much get the gist of the first half of the movie. The second half is deals with just, you know, the the PTSD and everything from Vietnam, but that first half is quite something.
1: Yeah, I mean you have to know that there are certain there has to be sort of like the marines or where those drill sergeants definitely still exist I mean, I don't know if they mm-hmm. have the articulate vernacular as he did Oh, but, I
0: bet you they got a nice more updated version oh, of sure. it as well, too
1: I was watching there was a video where it was an NY not an NYPD, but a police department Hazing's the wrong word because that denotes like something illegal but more so just a breaking in or so to speak of cadets And they had a rubber chicken.
0: Oh the chicken test.
1: Yeah, so they would just stand there at attention <laughs> And you would see sort of in your peripheral, like the rubber chicken, and then they would squeeze it. And I can't even do a rubber chicken noise. <laughs> it
0: was <laughs> that tr- noise. Yeah, to
1: try to make the cadets or the, um, you know, soon-to-be officers break yep. and then get, make them do push-ups or something.
0: Uh, speaking of the rubber chickens, have you ever seen uh, Adam Savage from Mythbusters make the rubber chicken bomb? No. Uh, people can, can watch this on YouTube as well, too. Just put Adam Savage rubber chicken bomb. Bomb or something. He takes like fifty of them, Mm -hmm. ties them all together, and like uh, gets the elastic tension so that all you know you have to squeeze them all together, right? He holds them all together, uh, and then like cuts the cord, so they so they all go "Ah!" at the same time. It sounds it the the sound is hilarious. He finds it hilarious. It sounds like something dying. It's like
1: a chorus of oh, it's a chorus uh, of rubber rubber chickens going nuts. Oh, that's funny.
0: Um, and yes, this is how we fall down a rabbit hole of going from Warren where we were concerned about him walking to rubber chicken bombs
1: as 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 it should be as per the usual as per the usual, you know, babies walking is only so interesting How is everything else going with you? Yeah, everything's going it's going I uh Speaking of youtube but not youtube facebook videos mm. Like what's going on with the internet lately? But jink,
0: I think that's uh, I think everyone asks that every single time they check their phone.
1: But we still check it. It's mm-hmm. I mean, I'm seeing all sorts of crazinesses.
0: Oh, uh, what's the latest that has uh, come on your mind that you would like to unpack here on a podcast?
1: I feel like the 90s email chain letters have now been reincarnated. They have been reincarnated. Mm-hmm. Facebook share posts and videos of
0: share comment copy and paste this. Yeah, like don't I- just share.
1: Everyone wants to think that the world is out to get us Mm -hmm. and that, you know, there's reasons for all the terrible things that are happening like cancer and things. So they'll look for anything to share, to give a reason to why bad things happen. For example, there was a video out of Jamaica where someone was sharing, they had their romaine lettuce and they were peeling off. I'm doing air quotes plastic off of their lettuce that to tell everybody that the, you know, the government's food quality, and, you know, GMO and and that's why everyone has cancer because there's plastic on the lettuce. Mm. And all you got to do is Google. Like all you got to do is just like this a quick Google search. And you learn it's the epidural peel from frost. If the, if the lettuce patch went under a good frost, the water oh. inside froze. And when it unfroze, it you know, parsed a whole, like a, like almost like cauliflower ear for lettuce.
0: You know what? Speaking yeah. of Adam Savage from Mythbusters, this is what happens when Mythbusters gets canceled.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, they, or they
0: move on. Oh,
1: my goodness. I just, it's, it's, this is a base level of research. You got to do, you got to do it.
0: This actually reminds me of MythBusters when they used to in the past just take your most uh, Common as you would say internet myths and they would do that they would they were around before the age of the internet so they would actually have uh, Internet myths busted and I, and I forgot some of them. I think one of them was like a, a Chinese bamboo torture Well, you know, that's the first thing that came to mind folks. Sorry for the morbid
1: and it was totally a It thing. was legit. It, was, yeah, it confirmed. was legit. It was like yep. cause, uh, they grow like an inch a day or something
0: And then there were some where they showed like how certain videos were faked um, mm-hmm. And they show they confirmed the bunch, like uh, especially the, the craze with uh, uh, diet, Coke, and Mentos, mm-hmm. that like that's actually a legit thing. And, and they showed the scientific reasoning behind it. Um, I, I think due to a lack of that show, like some type of like internet myth busting thing, especially when it has to do what you brought up with, like something science related plants and chlorophyll, what is it? Congealed chlorophyll or whatever it was that epidural skin of it. Yeah, Uh, that's probably, I'm probably redundant when I say epidural skin, but anyway.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just a quick, it's just a quick Google. Like there's not a lot, I mean, I, I get bothered. So When it's like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so is dying or so-and-so is a veteran or this dog saved someone's life, share to show them no one will share this, that no one believes in Jesus anymore. Like, those don't bother me as much. Granted, they bother me because I think they're annoying to look at, but they don't, like, I know the person's intent is fairly, like, not, you know, there's nothing evil there. It's more so feel good. It's just annoying to look at. When people spread false scientific knowledge, that's what sort of grind grinds my gears because then like, what did you You told people that there's plastic on lettuce. There's no plastic on the lettuce in uh-huh. terms of the lettuce is not made of plastic. Yes. Lettuce comes in plastic bags and then they're not going to eat lettuce. Uh-huh. Are they gonna eat it at McDonald's like, what do you mean? Do, what, because it's just false information or they're saying, Oh, this is what causes cancer. There's a lot of things that cause cancer and mm-hmm. there's a lot of different kinds of cancer. There's no one cancer to cure. Um, and I think it's just the it's the fear, uncertainty, and doubt of the original creator. Maybe it was benign in its initial. It just bothers me. Like a quick Google could tell you you're wrong. Like don't believe what you read on the don't believe what you read on the internet <laughs> until you do some semblance of research. And that goes for things outside of science. I feel that because it kind of makes the person who's posting it. I judge them because it's like you didn't even take the time to do any sort of scientific method. Before you posted, what is utter garbage at the end of the day? Two things. Yes. Doesn't
0: this fall under the category then of when you say start researching things? Doesn't this start falling under the category fake news? And number two, don't we judge everybody?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes and yes. Um, well, is it, it's not really is it news per se, but it's fake stuff, right? It's fake yep. content. I mean, with the age of the internet. Anybody can post anything and pass it off as being true, honest, and correct. More often than not, it's not. Now, one would warrant that. Where do you get your news from? If you're getting your news from Facebook, sit down. We got to talk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you can't get your news from social media because then you're getting your news from other people that are just like you. And there's no sort of scientific basis for it. And mm-hmm. there's no credentials behind it. And it's all anonymous.
0: But what if they're sharing like a scientific article? And of course, this is just what it's safe to
1: discuss. Well, then you would know what are the most popular scientific articles or publications that you would be following. Name me 10. Most people can't. Mm-hmm. You know? And then let's talk.
0: I can't. I would. Pro- I could probably name 10 subreddits. They're not <laughs> all scientific. <laughs> no,
1: One of them is R squared circle, folks. Right. I mean, but in terms of you would just know what you know, institutions or planetary societies or things that mm. you would warrant that they would be the experts on a certain topic. And I think what happens is people tend to say, oh, well, we were wrong in the past uh-huh. about X, Y, and Z. And just because we were wrong in the past and like maybe like the 1600s about blah, yep. doesn't mean we're going to be wrong now, nor does it mean uh-huh. we're going to be wrong now in the same frequency as we were wrong then, because then mm. we didn't have any of the stuff we have now and a hundred years to be fair, maybe, you know, they won't have any of the stuff we like our stuff now still antiquated. I'm not really making too much sense,
0: but no, you're, you're making sense because you've actually, you reminded me of the discussions I've heard in the past where um, it falls along the same line of thought that you just said, of Oh, they were wrong in the past before, and they were wrong wrong then, so why should I believe you now? So nothing is actually ever right, which is kind of a, uh, a screwed up way of thinking about it, because you're then never giving any credit to the incremental uh, iterations that have happened to arrive at the best answer that we currently have with the, be- with the knowledge that we uh, currently have as well, too.
1: Right. And I think a lot of times people don't consider, look at all the things we got right. Like, the things we got right, generally, and granted, I'm now now spreading false news, because I don't know, percentage, the things we got right, I would no. argue, would probably far outweigh. Just throw
0: a percentage out there. The We're things, backseat parenting, backseat sciencing.
1: <laughs> I would think the things that we got right far outweigh the things we got wrong.
0: That's a good way to put it. Look, you, at you, you, rates, mm-hmm. look at mortality um, rates.
1: Look at, you know, quality of life and income level across the world. Look at, you know... Overall things are much better than they were. So a lot of right decisions had to have been made since then
0: I also think of it as you know, if we're gonna combine what happens with social media along with these quote facts Especially when people try to stick to things that are quote objective as far as like an objective truth or Objective fact is that once that said fact is thrown out there There's a lot of ways that fact can be spun Mm -hmm. so there's ways you can take this uh the fact that oh you are holding a pencil right let's just even though you're not holding one i'm actually spreading fake news already folks
1: nope i got a rubber band all
0: right you're (laughs) you're holding a rubber band that is just a seemingly innocuous statement but then oh is that rubber band made from this company which is linked to this somebody who turned out to be uh the antichrist uh, yes the antichrist or oh that that uh, rubber band was made from animal products of something something so why are you against animals and the how dare use- you use
1: rubber bands on earth they when know? all rubber comes from tree sap
0: yep so you see what i'm saying with that mm-hmm. as far as like how it just links along with this train of thought that like it, it, it kind of gets lost in its original uh what we were just saying of you're holding a rubber band
1: right and i think what you're alluding to is the fact that nowadays and i admittedly have felt this way as well as I don't want to publicly stand behind any uh, thing because of the ability to twist or turn or
0: this is a this is a topic I've always wanted to get into like mm-hmm. and take a really deep dive with that because uh, you you had mentioned wh- why don't you go ahead and unpack that idea why don't you summarize it and then go as deep as you like into it
1: Well if you take something even like this podcast so initially, I was obviously all about coming on the podcast and doing the podcast with you, but over time, as some topics kind of got fairly—I don't know—they they sort of towed the line of some things where not that I was uncomfortable with my position on it, nor was I ashamed of the conversation we were having, but rather I could just think from a professional, you know, uh-huh. PR, marketing, social media standpoint in my background. Like, hey, I don't really want to put my name on that. Not because I'm not passionate about it. I'm just not passionate about it enough to lose my job. Mm. Or that, hey, can we just like drop my last name from this one? Because, you know, if someone at a future (coughs) employer hears it and they don't agree with, and granted, these these weren't really outlandish. I mean, we still stayed away from a ton of sensitive topics. But if they believe that people who do straddle the fence on issues are the worst kind of people. And they heard me say, I'm a fence straddler and, and I don't, you know, I don't want her on my, like, therefore it's kind of like, well, and I, and I start to, as you can hear, just like my, I grind my gears to almost a halt. Go down that
0: line. That's, I think that's something that a lot of people just besides you as well, find themselves doing. So.
1: Right. You, you don't want to, the consequence of speaking your mind these days And not saying that what you're going to speak about is wrong. The consequence of speaking your mind these days is so astronomically high that people, they're just not speaking their minds Mm -hmm. because that's a much easier road to take, right? If you're at a table, you know, the really popular trend is to say X. Maybe you feel like you're, you're X and Y together. Like you're not, Uh you're not feeling it. Um, I would probably argue most people will just now say nothing mm-hmm. because if your viewpoint is not aligned with the masses currently or your social circle currently, you will be quickly ostracized. Yeah. Much to the point where even I personally, even if I've sort of said, Hey, I agree with this point, but I don't agree with this point. I've had strangers call me out for people I don't even know to mm-hmm. say that I was like basically the Antichrist. Yes. Uh, and those are like friends of friends. And then my friend who had posted this thing that her friends oh, attacked me I, for. I,
0: so this was over the internet on like a, some type of like post exchange or something? Yes. And okay. it,
1: it was so benign, mm-hmm. but even in the most benign sense, um, to sort of be... Attacked is the wrong word because I don't. That's a, that's the wrong word. But to be, uh, tried to be to be silenced immediately by people I didn't know, mm. and then when I approached my friend about it, she's like, "Oh, I see your point." But basically, underhanded. But I'm not going to say that publicly. Mm-hmm. It's like what? Yep. Um. Now I'm not one to. I try not to play the game of internet troll wars. I don't really comment. Oh, it's on a much. lot of fun don't really comment on much anymore. Um, but I find myself more often than not just silenced, the silent majority, right? Yep. As most people are, to be honest, they don't want to talk about these things because they can't. I mean, realistically, they can't because current media has made it seem that if you say anything that's not with the current trend, and I'm going to call it a trend because it is a trend, mm-hmm. Um you know, the repercussions are catastrophic. Mm-hmm. And everyone must think like, oh, you're talking about like race and religion and politics, and I'm really not. Like it's really yep. some of the very small things that you would argue um, really are, You there's no right or wrong. Media has made there be a right or wrong.
0: Someone has found a way to, to pola- it. To
1: polarize yeah. every issue. Mm. Uh, so I think... I don't, I wouldn't, I would say most people are doing what I do and what, to be fair, a lot of the people I respect do. And we're just all silent.
0: Oh, man. You know, that reminds me of what I was saying with my last guest, uh, which was Ronnie Al Acha. He got into a series of topics that meant a lot to him. Mm -hmm. One of them was with mental health and um, uh, depression and how he handled it it's something that is sensitive to a lot of other people some people may say it's uh, something you shouldn't really talk about or it mm-hmm. could, if you if you misrepresented somehow you're you're gonna get all you know the ire of the internet on you but while Ronnie was talking about it there was I, I talked about it at the end of the podcast he just had this passion with it mm-hmm. I could see in as his eyes lit up there was a sparkle in them the the corner of his mouth turned up um, in like this smile that I I noticed it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he could he could notice it, but I just sat back and he just talked. He just expressed what his thoughts were on the issue and how he handled it. And uh, by the end of it, I, he, I I could see him. He took like a he leaned back from the mic a bit, and like uh, had to take a breath because it was it was I I saw it. It was something like cathartic for him mm-hmm. in order to in order to get that out, even if it was as you said. It, here's here's the other thing about it. When people talk, we're not robots. Sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we stumble. Sometimes I have to turn my head to the side and and cough, which has been much better, by the way. Yeah. So.
1: <coughs> as, as you, as you that do was on it, purpose. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so when I, and there have been countless times with many of the other wonderful guests that have voluntarily come on to this uh, podcast. Others I've, i pled played, played in, uh, what is it? begged pleaded mm-hmm. in, in order to come on um but when they're on on here i i can every single one there were were, were moments of just brilliance where i just sat back and i'm like whoa because it was them mm-hmm. and i think when warren listens back to it when he goes hey mom dad like you know who were some of the people that you hung out with and that's one of the key points of this uh, project that just happened to grow out of it. I couldn't have never expected it, that as people spoke, and they spoke freely, and they they just really got into a topic, they came across. Not the topic, the person themselves Mm -hmm. came across, and not just the person... What this, what topic it 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 meant for them? Whether it be jujitsu, whether it be women's rights, whether it be something on recent tragedies, whether it be something on nutrition, something as simple as uh, when Peyton and I were discussing uh, Hikokorima, oh, like, like like Japanese otakus and <laughs> right, something, and right. going, having a hilarious time trying to figure out what was going on. When I would talk to Keon about just Marvel and and we just come up with crazy scenarios with with superheroes, you know, all of those things. It's it's a human being expressing themselves through through talking and that's why I I pointed out what I noted when you said oh this person was you know uh, shunning you on the on the internet because that's not how people talk right people don't interact in real life that way she would have never said those things to your face just like if you know, like where no we're but set. i would
1: have said what exactly. i said to you her you would have said
0: it to her, her face because you have your arguments totally backed up and that that's who you are
1: and to be fair it was a completely benign thread about you know i think it was like a wife arguing with her husband and, yeah. and saying really mean things about her husband and i said that wasn't cool
0: yeah
1: and they said you know they disagreed because apparently they disagreed but
0: and so, and so I think that's, I, I would say 99% of, of the things that we read online, I would guarantee, like, just like what we've learned from training martial arts or training jujitsu uh uh when when people say certain things of like oh well you know i'm just going to kick you in the nuts or 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 gouge you in the eyeballs and i'll win any fight you know that they don't know what they're talking about so when i see certain people comment a certain way on on the internet i'm like i know you don't know what you're talking about because you'd never say that to someone's face you know because i know that person and so when that's why i i I love like uh the, the podcasts with 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 peyton because like when he he came on he would talk he wouldn't change himself. It would just be Peyton talking to me. He just happened to have a mic in front of his face and, uh, you know, just having fun. And then after we were done with the podcast, we just kept going. And then we were talking the same way while we were at dinner at that awesome, uh 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 what is it, Mexican place. That place is amazing. In, in, in Montclair, which has the uh, amazing food. Anyway.
1: If um, only we could remember the name, but it's delicious.
0: I can't, I can't, plug, I can't remember the name. It's close to where jiu-jitsu is.
1: <laughs> just go to from north-south jiu-jitsu. Bloomfield. Oh. On, 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 yeah, it's it, like it, on the basement. Yes. You gotta walk downstairs. Oh, people next to like Golden River Chinese food.
0: So uh, pumping all of that up, it it angers me. It's actually something that that saddens me when when you say that you have to, uh, you feel like you have to check yourself, or feel like you have to check what we have to say. Yes, there's things that, of course, I'm not denying that there's there's horrible things that could be potentially said. But we're but, but I would highly stress the the, the best analogy I can make is is um which jujitsu you're a white belt you're gonna go in there you're gonna make a fucking ton of mistakes, but the instructors they all welcome it just as long as you try doing jiu-jitsu. You're gonna do horrible fuck-ups. You're gonna cross your legs when you get someone on, on, on rear mount. You're gonna, you're, uh, when someone is on full mount on you, you are gonna try and bench press them off you. First, that's your natural reaction before you learn uh, certain, uh, certain principles. And you're still gonna fuck them up under high intense situations. So, uh, and if, yes, and well, then you flip the, the other side. Of course, yes, after you reach a certain age, you should have certain social tact or certain social skills. But, but, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just getting off on a rant yeah, here. As you I can mean, see, I'm, I'm getting worked up about it Yeah,
1: too. I would argue that your jujitsu um, comparison, although noble in effort, is not applicable because you mm. won't lose your job. I don't really care about anything else. That's, you know, I don't care uh, if people like, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is I never really cared if people liked me or not or ke- liked what I had to say or not. It was really never a thing. Um, however, when you see, you know, Folks getting fired for things that they've said in the media and things that you know on both sides of any spectrum yep. or any fence, you've seen it on both sides. It kind of gives you pause to be more judicious in your usage of, of course. certain words, and it's un- and it's unfortunate. I mean, I'm not it talking about you know we have free speech in the United States, of America. It doesn't absolve you from the consequences of that speech. Of course. But I, uh, you know, maybe I, because of what I do for work, maybe I'm more conservative in that aspect. Yes, because that would be the advice I would give other people. No, I, and I'm, and I'm not, um, um,
0: saying you're you're off the podcast, get out of here.
1: No, I'm, not I'm not interesting <laughs> enough. I'm not polarizing <coughs> enough.
0: I'm just, you know, expressing my opinion of, of like course. when I when I hear those type of things, especially when you brought up the point like, oh, well, you can get you can get fired for that. That's you know you know what i think of i think of that as almost like like just speech blackmail on certain people it's like holding your 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 the truth or or something that you want to express on um on ransom almost like oh you know express what you 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 truly feel that you know is is not uh uh horrible it's just Contested, in a mm-hmm. sense, in in the in, in the current climate, but you don't because oh well you know there's the threat of of losing your li- livelihood, which I hate. I've I've always hated that because then y- you. Ah, you, you don't get the full picture. In case a lot of people are wondering, oh, well, I don't hear a lot of people talking about that. Well, fuck yeah. They're not going to get into a complicated – they're not going to express any opinion on any side of this specific issue because they've seen, as you said, they've seen what happens. If anyone speak, uh, opens their mouth, they get fired, especially if it's misconstrued the wrong way because they earn the ire of one uh, extremity versus the other extremity. Yep. So uh, – I've, I've always, it's always, it's always gotten to me as far as like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to, you're, well, I don't like your, I don't like what you're saying. So I'm going to go after your job. I'm going to go after your livelihood. That is that.
1: uh, It's, it's basically what used to be unacceptable when you talk about swatting has now become acceptable. Yeah. But a different kind of swatting,
0: and you're going after someone's you're going after someone's livelihood. Why? Because th- their 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 idea didn't align 100 percent with yours.
1: Fuck you. You know, um, right? And I, you know, and part of the what really actually bothers me quite a bit is when you know if you see people, you definitely have your friends or a friend who said, if you don't agree with blah 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 blah, then just unfriend me now or comment mm-hmm. here and I'll unfriend you and imagine if you surrounded yourself with people in life who only thought the way you do that's how people get in trouble Mm -hmm. that's how historically people get in trouble is you surround yourself with people who share the same ideals
0: remember those sesame street characters? (laughs) yeah
1: you know you surround yourself and you create an echo chamber where your ideas are everyone else's ideas and they all sound good um that that leads nowhere good ever Mm -hmm. ever um, now am I saying you need to be tolerant of crazy fringe groups that believe we're killing, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying like be friends with alt right groups or anything crazy mm-hmm. like that. I'm not saying that. Um, but what I am saying is that you want to have a diverse group of people with different ideal sets and different, you know, leanings for different issues politically or otherwise, because that's how you, and like, talk to them like just talk. You don't have to agree with them.
0: You don't, and you don't have to argue. You don't have to win any anything with them. You could you could just talk to them like a fucking you know like their person. That's all. So they just happen to not like pizza. <laughs> Savages. So uh, <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, um, I think if we all did a little bit more of that, everyone would be better for it. And it's
0: for. Just personally for me, and this is just straight my opinion, it's not a matter of 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 uh, a, a person being right or even a person being wrong. It's just like watching a person being a person in front of me. Like if they sit there and they're able to, I, I made this uh, metaphor on the last podcast too, I play the verbal punching bag a lot of the times when, when I'm on the, when I'm on the podcast, I just, if, if anyone's ever, you know, hit the heavy bag or had someone hold the heavy bag for them, it's something that just, you know, unless you're the Hulk, it's not going to break. You, you just wail on it yep. and you, you wail on it to the point where you're just exhausted. You, you're, you get your cathartic uh, release mm-hmm. out of, Hey, so-and-so this topic, I know you wanted to talk about it. Go right ahead. Why don't you unpack that for me? And instead of just like saying the you know the surface level talk that you see the clickbait uh, article title and or maybe even the subheading and maybe even the first bold you know highlighted paragraph uh, first parts of the paragraphs they go on their own they they relate their own personal experience with it they address both sides they maybe lean a little harder to one side but then admit that yeah I know it's it's leaning hard to that side but and the whole time. Not say not interrupting. Them. Oh, well, you know, so-and-so didn't you, you know, check PolitiFact about this or oh uh, you, you know, so uh, if you google this uh, percentage, you're actually 10 percentage points off. So uh, you're just reading fake news You know, like instead of coming to it a combative Let them let them be just a person in front of you allow the line of communication to go talk to someone
1: Yeah, I, I think when you uncover someone what motivates someone or what their motivations are it generally really clarifies why they're coming from where they are and almost lets you see it from their perspective. I know we've had friends where you were unsure of the background of sort of where they maybe were coming from politically. And then when they explained it, you were like, oh, well that makes sense, or it doesn't make sense, but at least you know.
0: I would say 99% of the time, 99% of the time, when I sit down uh, with someone and they do decide to talk uh, something politics or or religion with me and we go on a deep discussion about it, they usually reveal something in the past or some an experience or a series of experiences that that were that played a heavy role in the in the decision of how they lean. Mm-hmm. And no matter which way they kind of lean, I understand it. Right and i always say thank you so much for telling me this because now every single time that we get into a discussion i never take like oh you're against me or you're for me like personally or or i think it's a threat on me i know it's that person i know it's because of this reason it could be things from it ranges everywhere it could be from uh uh abuse it could be from something where they've had an experience in the past where they lost a loved one for a specific reason it can be from um uh uh a really bad uh relation uh, a relationship that ended badly Mm -hmm. for and it went a certain way due to certain uh political leanings you know Mm -hmm. all that helps If, if you get, if you are honest with yourself of why you, you align yourself a certain way and you express that to someone there, I would, if they're, if they love you, they're, they're not going to be like, Oh, well, you know, that's a shitty reason to, you know, want to, want to do it. If they understand you and they love you, they're totally gonna be like, why didn't you tell me this? You know, I totally, you know, anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, but the truth of the Uh, matter is they don't really love you (laughs) most ah. of the time, you know, Uh, and they just keep you around because it's convenient to have someone. Go
0: ahead, drop the That's actually absolutely true, too. Drop that truth hammer.
1: I mean, come on. People only want to surround themselves with people who agree with them, usually. Uh, It's just easier that way. Friends are easier to talk to, easier to hang out with if you have your same vapid, shallow ideals that everyone else shares in your own group. So, um, to your (laughs) point... Now, this is why, you know, we all learn as kids. You don't talk about religion, religion politics. politics, and money. I think that's the... Oh,
0: I never heard about money, but yeah. Probably, that's it's probably, probably a good, another good, a good one, one to throw
1: in there at the, at the dinner table um, or out with friends. It's because they have such visceral, emotional roots, generally, mm-hmm. uh, that people are very hard-pressed to have civilized conversation about it. You know what especially if there's, you know, maybe an age difference or if there's a income difference, it can be difficult to have Mm. similar conversations because people don't see it the way they can't see it from the, from other people's perspective sometimes. Go on. So let's say, um, you know, you're talking about, I don't know, child tax credit, right? Mm. Oh, the new Trump tax plan gives me $2,000 per kid. They raised the income level. So now we qualify. And then you have someone else who like doesn't really have kids or mm-hmm. that doesn't really apply. And maybe they don't, you know, they don't really see a benefit. So it's kind of like, they don't really care. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to say, as an example, it's a bad example, like, Oh, the benefit of the Trump tax plan was a child care credit. And they're like, don't give. <laughs> yeah. Then unless you can have that conversation, um, like, you know, uh, respectfully, you know, it becomes what do people care about?
0: You know, I I, I understand what you're. Where I don't you're going know why I did the old that. white
1: guy voice too with the Trump tax plan. It just felt right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I totally understand where you're going with that, and I. Th- the problem with all of all of it, um, is 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 that oh, the first problem is whoever's car alarm. Okay, it stopped. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who's fancy and has a car alarm here? There's no well, car alarm. Well, in they this heard bluff. you
0: mention the Trump tax plan, so they were. <laughs> obviously voicing their disapproval with They, they, they
1: panic button, the Mercedes <laughs> in the corner.
0: Um, Because when you talk about anything, uh, you don't, it, it, notice you don't just say tax plan, you say Trump tax plan.
1: Right, because apparently... Because eh.
0: then everything gets associated with Trump and then every, everything gets associated with that one side versus if you have mentioned the other side
1: or of, 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 or of, of a Democrat
0: and then everything gets tied into all of that. And then no, the tough part... Oh, go no. ahead.
1: But in reality, they have nothing to do yeah. with
0: it. But, well, in reality, what what happens a lot of time is people really, really, really pull in their identity in with that, you uh-huh. know? And then you start talking about tribalism, and then you start talking about how it's... it's uh, When you get into the talk about tribalism, all any type of critiques of, let's say, that tax plan, or let's say a Bernie tax plan, gets... Tied into you're personally attacking me because they identify well, with, you know,
1: what we've talked about. And this is this is where it's unpopular, but I'll say it anyway, is that mm-hmm. like religion, uh, politics does not have a barrier to entry. Oh, boy. So what that what I mean by that is you don't need to do anything to be a Republican or a Democrat. There's no test you take. There's no criteria outside of having being registered to vote, Mm. um, which not a lot of people are please register to vote. Mm. Um, there's nothing you need to do. So it's kind of like football. Like who's your team. And of course, sports fandom, right. And of course, over time, the media has played into that. There are teams. That's why there's red and blue. And, um, Mm. and you know, let's make elections all about battles. And you know, they, they gamify politics, obviously. Um, so what happens is people it's it becomes easily more of a part of their identity because it's an easy identity lever because you don't have to do any work to get it Mm. so um and when i say that about religion i imagine people might be offended i don't i don't mean it that way but it's if you you can choose a religion or you are born into a religion and um the barrier of entry there and is and as it's designed is low because they want people to follow the religion because helps society, which I, I agree that it does. Um, so where was I going with this? I think what I'm saying is that when you ask certain people, like, give me your top five things that identify you, I would argue mm. a good percentage of them would list their political affiliation. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, Especially at this age. Right. Like, oh, I'm a liberal mother of three who, you know, is a financial person or or I'm a Republican Second Amendment believer you know, who's a um, farmer or I'm, I'm basically just doing a stereotype there. As you can notice, I am
0: uh, the head cheerleader of team W
1: <laughs> for Warren Thomas. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I, you know, I think it's dependent upon how people identify themselves mm-hmm. and different people. Like I said, identify themselves different ways. So if you do choose an identifier, if one of the first things you say, when people ask, "Write five things about you, if your political affiliation is one of those five things, that is really rooted deep in how you view yourself in Mm -hmm. the world and how you view yourself in relation to other people. It's kind of when you, and maybe this is an American thing where you say, you know, what do you do? Nine times Ah. out of 10 people always say what they do for work or like, what do you you know? What do you do? Um, And they identify and the people who say their job means that mostly they identify their job. They put a lot of their personal stock in their job. I don't, I don't like that. Um, I don't, bl- I, I don't personally feel that way about my whole identity. My job is one of the many things that I do, but I'm a mom and a wife and martial artist and the list goes on, right?
0: Yes. You're a podcast mom. I'm a, pod- you're a podcaster. Podcast. does it feel knowing you're a
1: podcaster now? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Scary. People. I,
0: I recognize, and I recognize all those things you've, you've said and Especially the part where, if you ask somebody else who they are or how do you identify themselves, maybe they do drop in uh, their political affiliation, and I think what I've been trying to do a lot with, and I learn more ever since starting to do this uh, podcast, that when I talk to the person, and this again ties into the the personal stories that they share, I know I don't think of them ever as their affiliation. I see them by their these. Deep stories that they share with incredible turning points in their life that just so happen to uh, th- that path. That if you had to like look at the map of it, they just happen to be. Oh, look at this! They're in so and so territory. That's mm-hmm. all. It's not the territory. Is not them. They just through life, through their experiences, through their passions, through things totally out of their control. A lot of the times, they landed there, and this is, you know. Mm-hmm. that's who they are and it just so happens that right now the definition of that the way they make the map around them they just happen to be this side or a little more this side some of them you can't even I- identify because like wow dude you're all over the place here <laughs> you well, know well
1: i think that's what we forget is that as much as there's a lot of coverage of a side
0: mm-hmm. and if you take
1: political there are millions of people who are all over the place because this yep. idea that you could only believe one if you had a list right like, we we're, we're, Are we going to
0: stereotype it right now? No, huh? but, no. Okay. <laughs> but you would
1: go across the columns if you had a column red, a column blue. Realistically, most people, depending upon the issue, would be hopscotching back and forth. And anybody who I would argue should, well, who cares what I argue, but I'm going to argue anyway. Yeah. Like, come election time, you better make your pro and con list for each candidate and figure out what matters most to you and give it weighted points and get yourself a percentage of, (laughs) you know, this is not, this is not games, guys. You can't just vote blindly on anything anymore. You can't. Um, But I would argue that you would be hopscotching across and then you figure out what's the thing you can't live without and that's who you vote for.
0: It's uh, tough, it especially in the system. You it know? is
1: tough. Like, because
0: because then, then uh, like I said, some side, like each side ha- will have their, and, you know, I'm not going to talk about political sides. You can say uh, um, stand-up versus ground game. Yep. You know, each side has their incredible advantages, has their disadvantages, as everyone knows, but they need each other. Once they work together, then you get, like, a much more complete picture and a much more complete fighter. Right. So I think that's what... Gets lost on uh, a, a lot of people. It's one of the coolest things that I uh, read about or heard from podcasts about. Was literally this this personality type, where it comes down to two things, and this applies to me as uh, as as when I'm playing guitar or when I'm doing jujitsu or when I'm especially at my job. And I think this will this will apply to a lot of people at their jobs too. Maybe if you find yourself as the type that loves like entrepreneurial things, you love starting something, you mm-hmm. love trying a lot of new things. You always want something new. Like this shiny new object always seems to distract you because you always want to be discovering and, and, and trying, you know, something different mm-hmm. all the time. But you find yourself having trouble completing a project or you find yourself... Uh, unable to uh, find time to dedicate to practice your craft, or you ha- have difficulty organizing yourself. You're an
1: idea guy. Yeah.
0: Or girl. You know? Yep. That's, that's a specific thing, but it's great because we need people like you. Yep. Because you come up with the incredible ideas. You, th- you quote, think outside the box. Now, you can think of that as your stand-up or something. You know, stand-up fighting game. Your striking game. And then you have the other type of people who are are you you know them. They're always on time, they're prompt, they make lists. Every time you you like, oh crap, where's 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 this? Where's this? And they're like, oh, it's over here. And it's like organized in a drawer, labeled alphabet and organized alphabetically. You know, that's orderly. That's they they have all their shit together. They're very good with process, they're very good with follow like if you give them the, the rule book, they can follow it and know the rules down to a T. That's a strength in and of itself as well, too, because you need them to organize um, ideas. You need as just as you said, there's an ideas person. You need someone to execute.
1: Yeah, you need a doer. You need a thinker you and need, a doer.
0: You need someone to, to implement. And you can think of that as, you know, the, that's, it's the ground game. You need both sides need each other. And of course, there's hybrids of them. And uh, if if let's say you have 10 skill points. Oh, oh boy, geez. here we go. You have 10 skill points. To, to dedicate, you can have 10 skill points in or an idea person and zero in the other, or you can have 10 in, in one and, and zero in the other as well, too. And they'll be really, really great idea people or really, really great process and doers. Of course, oh, why don't you just do five and five? Yeah, you can do five and one, five, and the other, but you'll never be as good as the 10 or the eight or the seven in that area. You know what I mean? So you, you
1: got to you got to mush and move depending upon you, you, the time
0: you you have to you you shift in between so one would argue that hey i want a 10 super idea person who can't keep their shit together because i'm also going to team them up with a 10 super organizer who's going to you know keep that person in check and also uh, execute and follow through on on plans maybe they may hate each other because they both think differently but don't matter when when, when they're combined together the, they do, win, they, yeah. they do much better. You have a 10 and then a 10 versus like a, 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 a single five person or something. Who's like, what would it say? Master of non Jack of all trades, master of none. Or something. And at the same time, we need those people too, who can probably sit down and talk to the, talk to the super idea person. Hey dude, you got to calm down because, and, and also see the side of the process person and say, you know, you need someone who can mediate between the two. Everyone needs each other. That's why it's society. That's why it's family. That's why it's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To A slight tangent of that. I, I read something in some type of like family, uh, uh, raising your family, where if one of your kid is, let's say, the super organized type, usually what happens is that the, the other kid will balance it out. Like they'll realize that that person's already the super organized type. So they type. don't want to be that. So they don't want to be that. So they're going to take on the uh, like yet another role. You know? Oh geez
1: what is Warren gonna be can we tell it's too early
0: it's still a little too early
1: yeah still
0: too early. we'll find out after like four or five
1: he likes putting things in other things <laughs> and out of other things does that make him orderly I'm not sure
0: well being that like uh um he one of his favorite things to do most recently was that you know that big bucket of animal toys yep. that you have he he would go momo momo meaning more I'd yep. be like well, what are you talking about and he he'd, he'd hold the bucket and then like pointing momo so then i'd take a few toys out he'd hold the bucket again and go momo after it's late enough he go he would smile and then dump everything out
1: he just so it was too heavy it and was too, was too heavy for him
0: to dump everything out so he's like
1: take more out take yeah.
0: more out take more out okay good it's ready to go and he would, he would dump it all out so
1: i don't know what you would call that That's the 52 card pickup method of life
0: but, but he was smart enough to know, no, it's not it's not light enough yet. Take more out. Oh,
1: you missed something <laughs> today, sir. Mm. I, uh, I ordered new patio furniture. Yay. <sighs> and uh, so it's patio furniture that's, it's like slatted and then you can like put a cushion on the seat. So Warren decided he wanted to climb into the chairs now because okay. he knows they're cold chairs. And he wanted to climb into one, and I didn't have the cushion on it, so I was like, all right, be careful. He was sitting in it. It was fine. And then he kind of, like, turned around, and he got his knee stuck Uh-oh. in between the slats. And for a good minute, we struggled with him screaming <gasps> his head off uh, to get his leg out, because his knee went through, but then I couldn't get his knee back out. Oh, like he's...
0: his full foot went through to the knee.
1: Yeah. Right? Well, okay. it was full like it was, through through it the was the <gasps> like a knee-on-belly like a knee, where, like, the, the cap of the knee went. <gasps> oh, no. Uh, and he's just screaming bloody murder. This is the
0: second time you got him stuck this, in furniture. This
1: is. What was the other time? Oh, the, when we're the, high chair. the high chair at the restaurant. I made a mistake. He got stuck. What and happened? He, so there's the part. Why
0: are you trying to kill our son?
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's the part that's supposed to go between their legs. Um, some high chairs have like a bar there, which are the ones that I prefer. But others have like a strap. So mothers know you got to like get the straps under the high chair and clip them over their, you know, their lap. Uh, but sometimes you have to find the strap for the middle and bring that up too and then put it through like they're all three pieces of fabric. Anyway, I missed that there was the middle one. So I just thought it was like a broken high chair, which you'd be surprised 50% of the time they're always broken. And uh, like he was fine for like the hour and a half we were at dinner until like the last two minutes he was like getting antsy. And then he like arched his back and slid out underneath like where the thing would be between his legs, but it wasn't. And then he got like chest stuck Like back arch, legs dangling, screaming. Uh,
0: The common theme was screaming his head (sighs) off.
1: But he's fine. He bounced back. It was fine. No, you know if
0: he's afraid of furniture, (laughs) he can listen back to this. uh, Once the date again, this this April twenty third (laughs) podcast.
1: There's uh, no uh, no lasting damage, bud. You're fine. Mm. Um, But. It was a little scary for a second there. I was <laughs> scary like, oh, for you? Oh, jeez! Like, what am I gonna have to do? Am like, I the like the fire department? Like, what am I gonna do? I'm
0: trying to think of growing up. Did I ever? I mentioned that one time to you where like I cut my knees up on that glass, right? Remember I told you, like a long time ago. Um, um, it was like a changing station, and then like the the glass panel on on the bottom of the door was like out. And like, I didn't know that and I kneeled on it and I didn't know that it had broken glass on it. So it was sharp enough where later on I'm walking around like, holy shit, my knees are bleeding. And I couldn't notice because it it cut through me and it was, it was, it wasn't dull. So it wasn't painful, you Mm. know, but it was, anyway. How old were you? I would say first grade.
1: Well, that's like, you're like seven at that point. Yeah.
0: That's how sharp it was.
1: I, I don't have as much pity for you then, though.
0: You're not supposed to have pity. Oh, okay. I'm just, I'm just trying to think of things that have happened with, like, furniture mishaps or something. There were, for there for were... me? Go ahead. For me?
1: Uh, I think there was one incident where there was, like, a TV table that we would eat at. And I, like, jumped and I got the corner of it, like, gouged out my cheek or something. Oh,
0: geez. Yeah. Stitches?
1: No, but oh. it was nasty, if I remember correctly.
0: You, this is something I don't remember. My dad just says it over and over. Because he called me a sicko because of it and that i was jumping on the bed i guess i was less than four or around that age i don't know i wasn't online yet the uh the cloud storage was not um uh, operating at the moment uh i was jumping on the bed apparently jumped too hard and slammed my like uh, bottom of my uh jaw cheek or whatever into the corner of some dresser or something put a hole in it in my chin clear through that you could like see my tongue bleeding profusely uh my dad said i cried for a bit he said oh you're right you're right and then like next we got to call the you know ambulance or did i where we got to go to the hospital he and after he calls or whatever turns around and i'm jumping on the bed <laughs> just like smiling and so yeah he was sick oh, sicko <laughs> so yeah
1: my uh, brother got his head stuck through the railing. Oh, I was, think everyone's had that. Happen. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it took us a while to get him out. The railings like, in
0: what the stairs or something? No,
1: it was Fourth of July fireworks on oh. the Hudson River and Palisades Park, and there's along the river there's you, people would sit with their chairs when the fireworks were on, the, you know, our side, and uh, they're just like an iron wrought fence, basically like perfect, protected you from like falling off the cliff. Um, and uh, he got his head stuck in there. It was like I don't know, probably two or three.
0: Was it a situation?
1: It was. I mean, it was fairly dramatic. We got him out, but it took a little bit. Uh, but luckily, no, <laughs> no authorities were called.
0: Yeah. Screaming his head off it like Warren was or? Yeah. Oh, geez.
1: Yeah. I, I have a vague recollection. I was probably like 10 or 11 because they were 10 years younger than me. So um, it was a thing. It was a thing for sure.
0: I don't think we're going to run into. Well, we hope Shh. we hope we're one of those parents You're that crazy. we try not to. You uh... You know that's why I knocked on wood. Yeah,
1: well, we're we're, we're trying our
0: we're trying our best. He he has been you know, every once in a while knocking his noggin, and we are like, <gasps> but that we were doing our best to be like. How you doing there, buddy? Don't react! You know, don't with, react! Don't react! With, don't with react! Their, with our, you know, eyebrows really up and like our, our, in in one of those, like, oh yeah, you know, the, like the, you're the frozen cheek, this the, way. The the, the, the the turkey cheese smile, like, oh okay, are oh, you you doing all right there,
1: huh? Well, because you're always like, don't react. Because yeah, admittedly, they do. What happens is like when they get. Even not, they're not, he's not hurt very seriously. But yeah. he'll look to you, like mm-hmm. most kids will look to the parents for their reaction. If you react, that's it. Yep. They freak out. So we're always like, don't react, don't react, don't react.
0: I, um, think, I think I've been pretty good with it.
1: Yeah. You remind you've been, me.
0: You've been pretty good with it as well, too.
1: Right. But I think at some point, There's there'll that, be a situation where we're going to be like, oh, we can't oh, not react. Geez, like we got buddy.
0: That was a, a yeah. doozy. There was one point, it was it was most recent. I think it was coming back from the mall or something. He was we were he was walking. He slipped and he face planted on the concrete.
1: Like hard, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then and then you you were like oh my oh gee, and I said honey honey don't react, and he just went
1: uh ah. and then he just stopped. And
0: yeah. I was like ooh. And then
1: well, because like, I thought he had smacked his head on the concrete, but I think it was the rim of his hat made yeah. like a yeah. noise, and yeah. I thought it was his head, but it wasn't. Yeah.
0: And, and then I, dro- I joke with you, oh, well, maybe he got knocked enough with a doozy that, uh you know, he can't cry.
1: You're like, don't say that. Jesus, Ek, no, stop. I know, I know. Stop.
0: He's, he's going to be just fine.
1: Yeah. we. He's Until a- he's
0: like, one, two, three, five. And I'll be like, oh, yep, that's where it that's where went.
1: <laughs> that's what happened. Uh, I think he's going to be a righty, though.
0: Yeah, so you've been noticing that. I know. Makes and you asked that question, too. Like, oh, can since we're both lefties, can, can there be a right? And I was like, absolutely, especially with, what, your your parents and you get you get Ryan with the platinum blonde.
1: Right. But I mean, my mom's a lefty, Adam's a lefty, like my family's full of lefties. Well, my family's full of
0: righties besides me.
1: Really? Are you the only lefty in your I'm family? I'm only lefty.
0: Wow. I'm pretty sure. You sure? Yeah. I'll have to ask about my uncles, but I'm pretty sure. But I'm like the... your parents
1: are righty, your sister's righty? Yes. Yes. Wow. So. I always thought it had a genetic marker to it.
0: I think that's male pattern baldness. And I think, unfortunately, it skips Right? Well, you know, let me, hold on. Yeah, it's going to you, buddy.
1: Sorry, Warren. You're
0: going to have to, uh, you know, build that personality up. (sighs)
1: Oh, stop it! He'll be fine.
0: I think by then they'll they would have perfected some type of like a hair replacement therapy. Or,
1: or you could do like the whole Jason Statham like if you just <gasps> own the bald headed look. Are will are
0: you are you comparing Warren to Jason Statham already?
1: No, I'm just saying don't be fat and bald. Hey,
0: Warren, Jason Statham played an uh, amazing geez. role as the transporter. Okay. And if you've never seen The Transporter, and this is also to anyone else who's oh, no, a fan. no, don't listen, guys. No, 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 Transporter 1 was awesome. Transporter 2, I agree with you, was a flop. I was so psyched for Transporter 2. and we You went, dragged
1: me to the movie theater to see it. Transporter and 2. And it was
0: such a flop. And I was like, oh, God, Jason Statham, what are you doing? And you still haven't seen the original one.
1: I don't, maybe, nope. I don't
0: know. Do you remember him uh, uh, with, with uh, you know, uh, on a bicycle, those, uh, when you, you can insert your feet into the stirrups. Yeah and uh he he detached those and used those as kicking weapons do you remember no. that scene oh it was it's a badass scene mm. uh but that was in transporter one but anyway jason statham uh had cut his teeth on i think that was his breakout role it may have been another one he had a, a few other action movies called crank or something but i would highly recommend if anyone has not seen transporter to uh check that out it's a it's a good action movie and really decent martial arts in it as mm. well too it's nothing too over there's some over the top stuff but not Anything where you're just going to be like, ah, like roll your eyes. And I think I'm really digging back here. I'm pretty sure this is this was before they started doing a lot of uh, crazy camera cuts mm. in order to uh, uh, mask the martial arts ability or the lack of martial arts ability in the actor. Do you remember that?
1: I think so. But then didn't they go back like with the John Wick and did that better, like without the crazy cuts? or does John Wick have a lot of cuts.
0: I think John Wick is a good balance of, of, of everything. John Wick did a lot of uh, jiu-jitsu in his, yeah. in his stuff as well, too. So there wasn't as many uh, cuts. I, I, I think, did you mention it to me, the one with the Jackie Chan on YouTube, where they kind of explain uh, his type of camera direction of what he does?
1: I think they did. Admittedly, I can't remember any of the details from it, but it was quite interesting to go over sort of the Jackie Chan, like why they shot the angles that they shot and mm-hmm. how they you know, do what they do.
0: And, uh, this was, you know what? I I remember when we were (laughs) dating and growing up and still currently, like you, you can't watch martial arts movies, Uh, right? I
1: can't, I can't generally. I can't, I don't know why.
0: I think it's because a lot of the modern ones and just to sum it up for people who don't know what I'm talking about, you can always, there's a a video you can, you can look up again on YouTube is, uh, Jackie Chan, uh, movie, fight technique or something like that i think those are keywords. the long story short of it is that jack and chan will always use like continuous cuts
1: mm-hmm.
0: not continuous cuts like a continuous uh what do you call it not non-cuts what do you
1: can you continue a shot
0: continue ah, thank you a continuous shot and he would always try to get uh really good angles to kind of uh amplify like if he if he throws a strike that it actually quote looks like it lands and the full movement of let's say he does a spinning back kick like he, it'll all be in one continuous shot versus but well, a lot of the times what they do is that they'll have in modern martial arts movies they'll have the actor usually the high paid celebrity start the shot start yeah. like the movement of or maybe even vice versa one actor will be starting the punch or strike and all of a sudden it will cut to and it'll be like the the, the, stunt, the stunt double yeah. or the actor in order to, uh, you know, finish the shot. And it's kind
1: of like when WWE brought yes. Shaky Cam.
0: Well, they brought that into place due to all, like... Uh, I think the first one that really made it popular was uh, Jason Bourne, the first one. Mm. They did it right, though. J- the Jason Bourne uh, movie, I-, I think it was innovative in the way they brought in that uh, the continuous, like, cuts, 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 cuts for every, like, strike to kind of, like, make it uh, more impactful. But then a lot of movies just decided to go run with that and they thought they could get away with action movies by having these uh, really cheap editing techniques and it kind of just
1: yeah it kind of just killed it i mean we're not we're not talking about jackie chan jet Li, like the crouching tiger hidden dragon style the wushu based you know what is it buck buck on bak. like that's not t- wushu
0: that was uh that was something with like muay thai or something i don't know
1: um, but, I was, you know, those were good. I would argue those are good yes. martial arts movies. And then, yes. you know, then he devolved into what we presently have. And mm-hmm. it's just generally, maybe with the exception of John Wick 1, not John Wick 2, um, it's just unwatchable at this point.
0: For you, For especially me. as a, tra- especially if someone who's like kind of like... Because then
1: you're always there being on. like, yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah, that doesn't work. Like, no, that's not really...
0: Takes you out of it, right?
1: It does. And how co- I, I, that's an interesting thing,
0: especially since you do the, the we do the midweek podcast and we watch a lot of WWE. Well, how can you suspend your disbelief for WWE, but you don't do that for like?
1: I don't really movies. suspend my disbelief for WWE, though. That's based true. Based on my comments, Are that's that, true. Uh, but you, but you suspend it because you because do you know it's not like it's not trying to be real, like it's not true, trying to be something that true. it's not. Uh, but. I think also, too, I don't I don't even like some old martial arts movies, like the 1980s, the ones that are cheesy and terrible. Um, even I don't like those where martial artists love them. Like, a lot of uh, my friends love some of those old ones. I just can't. They love
0: it because of the cheesiness.
1: I know. I know. And for its time, I'm sure it was fantastic.
0: What are what, uh, best of the best? Yeah. Have you used... used- You've only watched it once, right? You bought or, me
1: the DVD when we were like just dating. Yeah, you lent it to me. I, I've watched it probably once. I've not watched it in probably fifteen years.
0: <sighs> You're not missing much with it. Okay. <laughs> oh man, is there anything else, Hun, that you've been that's been on your mind, or you wanted to get off your chest? I hope it was cathartic for you for yeah. a, a couple of those topics.
1: For sure, we'll see. We'll see. I think I'll be really interested to see how social media shapes or does not shape social interactions of people with different ideas. Right now it's very very good for, you know, you wanting to find your tribe so to speak and talk to them. Mm. Um
0: you think this is phase 1.
1: Yeah, well it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think I do sort of sense an exit from Facebook coming real real soon here mm-hmm. for for anybody sub 40. Yep. Um, it's been coming for a while, to be honest. I you know, I think most people under twenty five don't really have a Facebook anymore. Interesting. Um, and then I think the older folks are making it uncool <laughs> for <laughs> the younger <laughs> folks. So I do see <laughs> an exodus coming <laughs> where they're going. I don't know. Uh, is it Snapchat? I don't know. Instagram's doing all right, but um, I just I just sense. Because the thing is, Facebook, like you would argue, oh, Facebook is great for you to talk to people that align with what you want. But if you notice when you post in groups, it's public to your followers. Mm-hmm. So like people will be posting in this wing or that wing, or and you know the people of potentially conflicting views can see it all. So it's just very interesting. It's like people forget that people can yeah. see everything. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's by, isn't there know. a
0: setting you can turn that off or no, no? okay. No, no, no.
1: Uh, I don't know. It's just interesting. We'll see what happens. Um, I'll also be. It'll be interesting to see what happens with just media and PR.
0: You know what I find interesting about uh, the sects of of certain social media, especially with Facebook and with Sext. sects S E C T S. Sorry for mispronunciation. It's getting a little late here. <laughs> um, and with with Twitter, and I've I've said it in the past. Like both of them, kind of, um, they're both games, right? right? In a way. And they both kind of uh, reward you differently on the on the style that you you play. So uh, what is it you said about Facebook as far as um, time you post, it, whether it's a picture?
1: Yeah, it, uh, it all gets factored into sort of like the Facebook algorithm. So it's based yeah. on engagement and historical engagement. So if um, you post something and it gets engaged with right away, you kind of enter the What do you mean by next, engaged with? Like, liked, commented, shared on. Mm-hmm. Um, People it, click all over it. Right. Um, and then like if you get a certain amount like you kind of get pushed to the next level and pushed to the next level and pushed to the next Level, level in visibility Versus if you post something you don't get any traction on it mm-hmm. It eventually like D and then the algorithm so that less people see it
0: So it's interesting because when you say it like that when you're playing a game obviously when you do let's say your combo or you you enter a sequence of actions into your into your game controller mm-hmm. you want like maximum output whether it be you do the most damage, or mm-hmm. you dodge better, or you race a little faster, what have you? So it's almost like Facebook. If you quote type out the certain right words, and you hit the right key buzzwords or phrases, or you put put the right picture, you share the right post. Especially if you know your audience, of course, that's how you quote get more engagement. Of and course. I think that.
1: I would probably say like 80% of people don't know that or 90% of people don't really know that, but there are people that do. That's what I was about to say,
0: especially for, for people who seem to like get a lot of like, uh, uh, comments on their own posts or,
1: well, it's like, if you think of your own social Facebook, let's take Facebook circle, like you're always going to have like those handful of people where you're like, oh, they always post such funny Mm, stuff mm -hmm. or oh, they always post such great, I always always see their stuff. They always
0: comment on your thing. I
1: always see their stuff. That's by design. That person generally knows what they're doing.
0: Yeah. So it's it comes to a point where I think especially when we're uh, attempting to discuss like complex topics you have that added almost uh, I almost want to say like uh disingenuous is that the word
1: disingenuous I mean the black box algorithm f- is being figured out yeah, is the, what it comes down to
0: Not not even the algorithm maybe they're not trying to directly hit the algorithm but they're gaming their friends or they put that they, all
1: placed together. But you yeah. Know? Yeah.
0: So they're, they're here's people
1: here's, are the new brand. I mean, that's the other thing to think oh. about too, is that Facebook advertising from a page standpoint for a company standpoint is on the out. They've been trying to push that, but what you're getting is a lot of disingenuous uh, people. I'm using air quotes, people conversation. If you see a lot of the um, Facebook ads that you see, if you look at the comments, there are a bunch of real accounts posting like endorsements. Hmm. And they tr- they they're from real people and they're they read fairly correct yeah but there's such an influx of them and it's so unnatural that I don't know I don't get exactly how they're pay- they must be just paying them for positive comments or something in the ads but um, it's more going to be people generated so you get yep. all those people being like I'm um I'm on a weight loss journey so here check out my sponsor and hmm. they have like tw- you know they don't yeah. really have a sponsor. you know it's just People, like, uh, I forget what the word is called, not advocacy, uh, brand ambassadorship, you know, things like that I think are going to be the way forward for Facebook, which is going to make your friends even more unbearable than they already are.
0: Oh, geez. I think that's, like, next level stuff, especially when they start interacting with, like, other companies to kind of, like, I guess monetize on uh, w- w- whatever their views are. I think the, the level right below that before they, quote, attempt to get monetized or, or whatever is that they've got a good following of their friends or friends of a friend or friends of a friends of a friends and it's kind of like as you said they're they are already thinking of themselves as their own brand that like if a certain topic comes up they're always going to have this specific type of view or they're always going to advocate for this it's almost they they, it's it's they post disingenuously and it's almost like really predictable what they're going to say every single time
1: so i think that's what brands are going to be looking to and do probably coming yeah, up it's, here and real it's soon.
0: Driven by, and it's driven by social media. It's no longer the discussion, the actual true discussion of trying to get to the bottom of something. It's
1: Your friends are advertising to you yeah. pretty much. Like They're advertising their view. They're advertising their products. They're advertising. Uh, and you can sort of see it devolve in that way. And so it basically makes everything a chain letter. And we go back to yep. the fact that like it almost becomes unbearable. And I think at that point is when and I, and people I think flee what, the yeah. system.
0: And I think what happens is, like, during those chain letters, like, because everyone in a, in a, in a chain letter, everyone has to agree. Or usually it's, like, 90% everyone's, you know, throwing that arbitrary number out. Everyone's always agreeing and agreeing and agreeing of, oh, yes, I, yes, I'm glad you're advocating or not advocating this because I agree with you. I agree. And then you get people who attempt to play the game wrong and they comment and they post, like, a dissenting opinion or well actually something something you shouldn't advocate for or something something you should advocate for you know just basically going against the the general flow of that whole stream of comments that that are coming in and that's when you see the you know like piranhas they all it all starts stirring and then that's when you get your flame wars that's when you get into arguments you know Mm -hmm. and uh that's when especially like the original poster feel flexes their muscles a little more because they feel they can, Oh yeah, I'm, well, I'm going to let this person have it because they got their gang of followers with them that they know will also jump on like, and they have their back, you know? So that's how Facebook, at least the way I kind of see that the, the, the post slash comment, 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 comment type of mechanism playing out. And then you lose the you lose the discussion.
1: I've lost so much respect for people, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's in that platform. And then the other big one that's big is always uh, Twitter.
1: And I, I feel like I can't comment very yeah. well on Twitter because I've abandoned Twitter. Cause... I think
0: I think Twitter, um, from what I've read, like the game with that, it moves much. It's they reward you for extremely timely, yes. on the button reaction, like like live. I think you've done it before, like, like live
1: events, mm-hmm,
0: like live tweeting.
1: Yeah, for or like Twitter chats and things, um, live tweeting has always been Twitter's strong point. They increased their character count from one forty to two eighty, which is a little interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I, I haven't really done any research into how Twitter stock is doing lately. They were in the 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 red forever. I don't know if they've even gotten out yet. They've never been able to monetize uh-huh. the platform in any way that's been substantially lucrative for them. Uh, But it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think that the hashtag game on Twitter has changed quite a bit and become less impactful than ever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think outside of live event coverage, uh, I don't really see Twitter. I I can't, I don't, I think it's a bunch, Twitter's a bunch of like professional networking (laughs) blub. Yeah. Sometimes. It depends upon what you're looking to do. And granted, I might be, like I said, I've I've gotten away from that platform Uh as of late because I just got burnt out on it early but I uh, got to
0: stay on. That's the thing. You got to be, it's, it, it's one of those Well, where, I don't
1: have to stay on.
0: Well, well what, what I mean by you got to stay on, meaning that if people want to play quote, remember where I summarized yeah, what the no, Facebook you play game, the game was. Like
1: you got to go. Yeah, for sure. You have and to if you're be a brand, on it. Of course you, you have, have to be on, for on customer service. You have to be on
0: constantly. Reputation management. And then in, in the, in the spirit of what we were talking about, of how like discussions of complex topics that can be polarizing, uh, how they devolve on Facebook. I think the way the weakness that Twitter has is that it Trump's on Twitter. It, <laughs> that's real. I mean, that's one of the big ones. Oh, exactly. Because it rewards it, it. It, if there's engagement from like putting a post up that is, uh, you know, clever or has pictures or whatever, uh, or, or advocates a certain position in Twitter, it's, you put something immediately up that is very, um, um, timely and extremely reactive like you you have to be very you have to be always in react mode Mm -hmm. as opposed to in in facebook where you can be very kind of like you can calculate and you can initiate
1: but even i think the reactive mode uh is it's the appearance of reactivity in some cases because i think if you were taking something like trump's twitter handle Mm. um i could almost guarantee that Trump does no longer runs his Twitter handle, but how could you say that there's spelling <laughs> errors, you know, there's <laughs> tweets at odd hours, there's ridiculous things being said, mm-hmm. but once again, it goes into the media machine that, yep. uh, it's all pre it's all, it's all done yeah. with intention. Um, so I think it's the, the mark of reactivity. I think one would argue the most reactive Twitter yes. handle potentially would be the president of the United States. However, uh, even knowing that's planned kind of makes you feel that the whole internet, you know, what it, it was and what it is currently and what it's becoming. I think And maybe that's a fairly, um, descending view of it. I don't mm-hmm. mean to be anti social media or anti internet by any means. It's perfectly
0: fine if you are.
1: No, well, I mean, there's, there's validity to, you know, advertising on social media still ish. Yep. Uh, but i'm almost i've i'm always look i'm i'm always looking for the next thing yep and there's you know in the future there's not it's not this way sure
0: sure and and just to finish off a bit with like with with twitter and and discussion uh devolving it's the fact that as we said it rewards like timely and very speedy responses so then you know you hear the advice that you know that i'm sure a lot of people get hey this is a really complicated problem. Stop, breathe, think about it before you say something. And Twitter actually rewards the opposite of that.
1: Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, you're probably much more likely to get fired over a tweet than you are over mm-hmm. Facebook posts. Uh, but, you know, it'll be interesting to kind of see how does, does Twitter evolve? I don't know.
0: It will have to see if the, if the community evolves. But as you said we will see what the next big thing is and and just to probably semi wrap it up and hopefully uh transition into maybe a future topic when we were sitting down with uh, our friends over pizza over a weekend over the weekend we were talking a bit about podcasts and and kind of how it's a uh the way that podcasts are uh set up that it's still untapped and not really able to be controlled in a sense why don't you sum up a little bit what we found out If you remember that. Mm,
1: I mean, (laughs) there's no analytics around podcasting. So there's really no, um, you can't really tell how your podcast is doing, if people are listening to it or not, if they're ingesting it or not. So presently, and I think it's probably on purpose that podcasts, the analytics around them are almost non-existent. You can see how many downloads using air quotes, but really you don't know if it was a play or a subscribe download, but they didn't actually play it. Uh, You know, you see some device and country information via like a platform like Podbean, but realistically, it's nothing that you can do anything actionable on. Mm -hmm. And I would say either A, it's because there is an untapped market. There's not enough. It's not popular enough to have a vendor basically come in and create an analytics suite for podcasts or B, no one's listening to any of them. Mm. And they don't want you to see analytics because you'll be disappointed and won't create content for it.
0: I think uh, another big uh, factor is that analytics are starting to come out for like uh, podcasts, that are downloaded on the iPhone, but that's because it's basically because of the iPhone itself and on an iOS where it has a little bit of a oh, people are gonna love this the the ET phone home. Kind of mm-hmm. like, uh, you're, you're the long story short, uh, people is that your device is always, especially if you have an iPhone, is always constantly sending data back to Apple yep. about what apps you have or you know, what how long you've been on it, what have you. And since if you do listen to podcasts on it, they are starting to analyze a bit um, and they can find out, oh, uh, how long you've played this uh, particular ep- episode for,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, when you did, or how often you, you play it.
1: So I'm guessing they're going to look to create a niche for podcasters and make them only want to upload through iTunes versus the Podbean or something May- like that.
0: Maybe. But well, that's, that's what I would do if I were them. I know. But that here's here's the thing. That's, that's why... As long as there's always agnostic, plat, not agnostic, a variety of platforms, Android, <laughs> Windows phone. <laughs>
1: that doesn't exist. Stop making these, spreading those lies. Those don't exist anymore. Those are CE.
0: Yep. Um, or people who just download through uh, third-party applications that don't, you know, phone home, et cetera, et cetera. So... The long story short of it is that and I was having the, the, this discussion that I hope to have uh, with with the next guest very, very uh, soon. Stay tuned for news is that um, since podcasts can't be analyzed, much like how uh, I'll draw the analogy of the music industry mm-hmm. over the years, music industry, they were able through their type of analytics or surveys, figure out a formulaic way of releasing hit songs. I'm sure you've everyone has you can go on again, Google, YouTube. Uh, oh, making a hit song in two minutes. The or four something chord. Like
1: that. Uh, uh, there's a four chord song exactly. song which has like seventy something, maybe not seventy, but thirty yeah. songs that use the same four chords and yep. all the hits.
0: Yep. There's something Access, for, of, it. Evil Access of Evil places. There's a good yep. song. There's a very there's a formulaic way of using four chords. There's the thing known as the Beatles have perfected the four minute pop song. You know, uh, even Dave Grohl, when he was, uh, uh, writing a song with, um, uh, I think it was Jack Black or whomever, they were even joking. Uh, they said, don't bore us, get to the chorus. (laughs) You know, they, they know, they understand of how to quote, write a song that will engage the most people. And so where podcasts are kind of like the outliers is that due to the lack of analytics, as you said, and due to the fact that just the way that they're kind of set up, it's very hard for, uh, uh, companies at, right now at least yep. to kind of figure out what will make people what, what, what is the perfect like kind of like mcdonald eyes you know yep. podcast of how can we mass produce these with the quote perfect amount of length or the perfect content type you know i mean they've already started doing that with youtube videos you can see like oh you know yep. here's the you
1: know the talking repro- heads uh-huh. and then quick cuts, quick cuts. And pop up here pop up mm-hmm. there music
0: but if you listen all over a podcast, they have everything from a focused, uh, you know, 20 minute, 30 minute discussion. Like uh, uh, my good friend, the Disney dad, Tony, who runs it with his uh, his, his sons, uh, Sparrow and Stitch. So, you know, that's a nice uh, family one. So you don't have to listen to potty mouths like myself.
1: Terrible. My whole <laughs> reputation is at stake because you mentioned a reach around the first five minutes of the podcast. <laughs> I, I can't did. tell people to listen to this. <laughs>
0: Oh send the, tell tell them dear warm podcast. Engine. Oh jeez. Tell them you learn what a reach around was. Oh
1: my god.
0: <laughs> but uh, getting get getting back to that um yeah that there's different formats that you can have uh, for these podcasts and it's basically not really the wild wild west but it's a little more there's freedom to uh, be expressive on it and and I believe that's really great for the listeners as yourselves. And we love you all for putting up with us. For what is this? i check checking the time. Oh, almost an hour and a half. Very mm. good, hon. Oh, you are hanging in there. I'm and doing And everyone best. else, we want to applaud you for it.
1: <laughs> so my husband snores like a Mack truck.
0: Mm. Wait, is that does a Mack truck snore? I'd rather be compared to a lumberjack
1: or a Shrek, which is might a lumberjack. Mm. Uh, so I uh, did not go to bed till like three a.m. and I woke up at seven. So, so it's all well, his fault. All your fault. Mm.
0: It is not because of your light sleeper.
1: No, well... well, you got to
0: fall asleep before me. Well, well, we've won over this. (laughs) So we will be... uh, Breathe,
1: write, strip, save marriages. mm,
0: We will be uh, uh, wrapping up now. Is there anything else you'd uh, like to mention, hon? Maybe we'll get a midweek podcast. I got a little
1: ramekin of pretzel thins and chocolate chips with my on.
0: that is the last update uh, <laughs> that's the last bit of news that jess has to share I found with everyone. chocolate
1: <laughs> chips in, in the closet i was so excited
0: and once again we always want to thank the wonderful jessica for sharing her thoughts and views especially on uh on these extended types of uh podcasts
1: thanks guys have a great night
0: and we will see you next time for the midweek podcast hopefully again with a wonderful jessica oh boy have a good night everyone night there you go folks that's why your friends suck on social media according to the wonderful jessica but no no we love you all um oh. you don't love them all no
1: i love some of them
0: do you love your chocolate chips and I pretzels i love my
1: chocolate chips
0: okay <laughs> we want to thank her for being on and hopefully she'll be on for the midweek podcast when we do uh maybe we'll do a war games this time i think we've been doing a lot of uh uh, uh announce table but then again we, you did miss the wrestlemania recap even though it was actually a really good one and nxt takeover two five-star matches uh, once again you could always reach us at dear warren podcast at gmail and on facebook and on instagram As always, uh, we want to thank you for all your support. We love you all, and we will see you next time with the wonderful Jessica again for the Midweek Podcast.